Good morning. Our service of morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go unto the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Psalm 147 is on page 522 of the Book of Common Prayer. O praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Yea, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem, and gather together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth those that are broken in heart, and giveth medicine to heal their sickness. He telleth the number of the stars, and calleth all of them by their names. Great is our Lord, and great is his power. Yea, and his wisdom is infinite. The Lord setteth up the meek, and bringeth the ungodly down to the ground. O sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds, and prepareth rain for the earth, and maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains, and herb for the use of men. Who giveth fodder unto the cattle, and feedeth the young ravens that call upon him. He hath no pleasure in the strength of an horse, neither delighteth he in any man's legs. But the Lord's delight is in them that fear him and put their trust in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Sion. For he hath made fast the bars of thy gates, and hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the flour of wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth, and his worth runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool, and scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels, who is able to abide his frost. He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He bloweth his, his wind, the waters flow. 
He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and ordinances unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation, neither have the heathen knowledge of his laws. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first chapter of the book of Ruth. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they went into the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left she was left and her two sons. Now they took the wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Chilion also died, so the women survived, her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where he, she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. While will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you strain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, <clears throat> Entreat me not to leave you, or turn back from you, or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem, and it happened, when they had come to Bethlehem, that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt with bitter, very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our Father, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the 28th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up onto the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone. But they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things they had seen. Now it happened on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, that a great multitude met him. Suddenly a man from the multitude cried out, saying, Teacher, I implore you, look, my son, for he is my only child. <clears throat> and behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth, and it departs from him with great difficulty, bruising him. So I implored your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. And as he was still coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him. Then Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the child, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the majesty of God. But while everyone marveled at all of the things which Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them, so that they did not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. Here ends the second lesson. The Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. 
through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. On Monday when we, I saw we were finishing up Judges, I was hoping I'd get Samson's last act. However, our lectionary finished off Samson yesterday with Bishop preaching Samson's eulogy. So instead, I'd like to talk about the book of Ruth, which we begin today and end next Wednesday. The key event in our New Testament lesson, the Transfiguration, will come back on the Feast of the Transfiguration on August 6th. Ruth is one of the many books of the Old Testament that I've not read before beginning the PM class in the Daily Office almost eight years ago. So this time in 2016 was probably the first time I'd heard the whole book. And while the DHT's extended lectionary covers every word of Ruth in four days. The 1945 lectionary, used by the Cradle Prayer and Anglican Hours, among others, covers all but five verses in seven days. So why do we read the whole book? 
From the internal evidence, this book takes place in the 11th century BC, probably about 50 to 70 years before the reign of King David. There are disputes about when it was written, but they aren't important to what we can learn from this book. On the first few times that the lectionary covered this book, I wondered, why are we reading this book? In fact, the first few times I wondered why it was called Ruth and not Naomi, since the book starts and ends with Naomi as the protagonist. Naomi is mentioned nowhere else in the Bible, and Ruth is mentioned only once. My initial read was that the book was about the bond of kinship between Naomi and Ruth, the daughter-in-law that she calls my daughter in the first chapter. But in meditating on the book, it seems like there are three reasons why the book is important, and we see two of them in this first chapter. The first reason is what is called the theodicy problem. The Cambridge Dictionary defines theodicy as the question of how God can exist when there is evil in the world. This is often paraphrased, phrased as, why do bad things happen to good people? I first thought about this more than a decade ago when I was faculty advisor to a college student group and this was one of the topics they requested we discuss. Beyond being a source of doubt even for the most devout Christian and a crucial pastoral question for those facing loss, this has been used by those seeking to disprove the existence of God and thus is a crucial question for evangelism. Here Naomi is facing inexplicable loss. The death of the three most important people in her life, her source of livelihood and impending famine. Our reading also indicates that she's probably too old to just start over again by finding a new husband and making a new family. Her daughters-in-law certainly suffered loss, but they can and do start over again. So here we see the grievous loss of Naomi and Ruth and Oprah. As the book plays out, we see two or possibly three answers to the why do bad things happen question. The first is because God has in mind something better, which we can't see at the time, but becomes obvious if we wait to see God's plan. This plays out in the next three chapters and is also a key message of the book of Job. The second is the eventual outcome is something more important that again God knows about and we don't learn about until much labor, later. That outcome is revealed in the last six verses of the final chapter, which we'll read on Wednesday. The third explanation, which I think is in the background but still there, is one of the major themes of the Old Testament. God tests his people to mold them and teach others. Here, Naomi and Ruth are patient, and that patience is rewarded. Such patience in the face of adversity was one of the themes of Psalm 147 that we read this morning. The second reason this book contributes to our understanding to the Christian faith is front and center in Ruth's first speaking part in the book of Ruth. When Naomi seeks to release Ruth from any family ties. In verses 16 and 17, Ruth replies, Entreat me not to leave you or turn back from falling after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but dark death parts you and me. This is quite noticeable, if not jarring, in the light of the exodus and journey to reclaim the promised land that we've been reading since the fifth week of Lent. The emphasis has been on God's covenant with his people, the greatness of the God of Israel, and how God has been rejected and sometimes feared by the neighboring pagan rulers and people. This message is reiterated in the last verse of today's psalm. He has not dealt so with any nation, neither have the heathen knowledge of his laws. Even in the New Testament, the Gospels and Acts, 
offering this blessing of the God of Israel beyond the Judeans was quite controversial to Jesus' followers. Here Ruth is pledging fealty to the God of Israel, even though she's a widow and no longer married to one of the Hebrews. Out of loyalty, Naomi, she will remain with the Hebrews and worship their God. But from other hints throughout the Old Testament, and having read the New Testament, we know that God's plan was always to save the whole world, to draw the Gentiles to what the people of Israel had long known about the God who created heaven and earth. Finally, the story of Naomi and Ruth have a bigger import in the history of God's people, but it doesn't show up until the last six verses. In the end, Ruth remarries and her firstborn son, child is a son, Obed. Obed turns out to be the father of King David. And so Ruth, Obed, and David are mentioned both at the end of chapter four and also in Matthew 1, 5. By her actions encouraged by Naomi, Ruth becomes an ancestor of King David and, and also of the, our Lord himself. This is the point where Paul Harvey would proclaim, now you know the rest of the story. We will hear the full story of the faithfulness and patience of these two women play out when we return to the book of Ruth on Monday. Meanwhile, we will return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer to finish up our morning service. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who carest for us, 
Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Joel. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.